Hello and welcome to this very first episode of SAP Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Jaron Main. Now, anyone who's been in the UK SAP ecosystem for any length of time will know that my guest today needs no introduction whatsoever. He's the Chief Executive of the UK and I SAP User Group, and for the last 17 years, and it is a familiar face of all uh, to any of us at the User Group events and, of course, the annual conference. Welcome, Craig Day. Thank you, Jaron, and uh, I hope that's a good thing. <laughs> Round so long, I suppose. Well, I, yeah, absolutely. So, before we go into into that, and that's where I wanted to pick up from. But but before we do that, just a, just a few questions to get us warmed up, really. So, you know, to to know a bit more about the man. So, what are you um, what are you reading at the moment? Currently, uh, well, there's probably two two ways of doing this, what, what I'm reading and what I'm listening to, I suppose. So mm. what I'm reading is uh, a book called An Officer, Not a Gentleman uh, by Manny Hickson. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but back in 2013, it was our uh, user group 25th anniversary, and we had uh, a keynote speaker who was Mandy Hickson, and she was the second uh, female to fly the Tornado Jets for the RAF. Of course, yeah. And uh, she she brought a great session to the event. And uh, I've just uh, I bought a book uh, a couple of weeks back and uh, started reading it last week. Uh, excellent. And we're actually having Mandy uh, kick off uh, a motivational event that we're going to run in January. So kind of two things. One, reading a book to, to get up to date on, on what's happening and uh, also give some understanding of uh, perhaps uh, what, what we're going to be talking about in January. Absolutely. We'll come on to that in a moment. And then and then also, you know, what, what are you uh, what are you drinking? Oh, what I'm drinking. Uh, in the main, I think it's a lot of tea. Uh, working <laughs> working at home, I haven't turned alcohol yet. I've probably actually, since since I'm not travelling, I've drank a lot less alcohol in, uh, in the previous month. So that, uh, I suppose, is a, is a, a bonus, uh, a positive aspect. Uh, but, yeah, sitting working at home, there's an endless supply of tea uh, backwards and forwards to the kitchen. <laughs> Right. Okay. So we started this at the very beginning of the the introduction, and you you know obviously you've been at the SAP user group for seventeen years. You're well known um, in in as I say in the uh, ecosystem in in the UK. Um, but but what I'm interested in is how do you originally ri- arrive at the SAP user group? It, it, it's interesting uh, as. Before I joined the user group, and I didn't know what SAP was, and uh, there may be some that would think, oh, wow, uh, really? (laughs) (laughs) But it it was seen as as kind of a a good thing as well. I think chairman at the time then, uh, Glenn Loud, said, actually, I came with no baggage. Uh, which was quite an interesting thing. But no, my background was in mobile communications. I'd I'd been in mobile comms. I'd I'd worked at the company I was with, which was a a small service provider in Middlesbrough called Autocall. And I'd been with them 18 years. And, you know, I worked through, I was the operations director. And it was time to, to look I think for something new for me, uh, there, there was a, a couple of options. Was I going to, it was a small uh, company, husband and wife owned. Was I going to kind of buy the company and, and stay and move on? Or was I going to look at something completely different? And 
over the, the kind of the, the the last two years I was with the organization uh, we actually diversified and I set up an, an online casino for, for the company <laughs> and on the back of that also a call center and support team to, to back that up so right. I kind of moved into a, a, a different area from mobile comms to online gambling if you like and learned a few new things and mm. I think I was ready for a, a change, a complete change of scenery, a, a challenge. Uh, I, I saw this role that, that came up that suited my skill set, which, which in effect was business uh, leadership, development, growth, etc. And thought, you know what, that, that sounds like a challenge. As I said, I hadn't heard of what SAP uh, was, didn't understand wh what it was, so looked into it, mm. uh, thought that there was scope there, definitely uh, something I'd like to get my teeth into, and challenging in that it was a two-year contract, uh, and if I didn't make it work, uh, then uh, there'd be no future in it for me, so that, right. so that kind of set up the challenge. And at that time, I was looking to spend more time at home. Uh, I was working very long hours uh, in, in the previous role. My children at that time were, were all small. And I felt it was time to, to spend more time at home. Yeah. And as, if you like, the first employee of, of the user group, uh, it was a home-based uh, environment, setting the office up at home and moving from there. So it kind of came along at the right time and set the right challenges, but also fit with what I was looking to do. Uh, and, uh, well, the rest is history. So there's a first. I had no idea that you started off in uh, in online gambling, and, and that probably accounts for why some of the breakout sessions and the evening entertainment in, in Birmingham <laughs> often involves um, uh, casinos. So actually, you know, given that, that that huge sort of background that you have and the number of years, and I, I know I've been speaking to a number of colleagues and acquaintances, you know, it has changed. But how, you know, how has it changed the user group over the years? And I guess within that, what's been a constant theme amongst the, 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 the user community and what's a focus today? So I, I think I'll, I'll start with what hasn't changed, I think. And, you know, what I've seen ever since I, I, I first stepped foot into the, if you like, the, the SAP world, uh, and I do believe the SAP world is its own world within the larger world. You know, I've known people come and go from SAP, move to a partner, move to a customer, come back. And, you know, there's there's lots of relationships built within that ecosystem, within that, that world. And what I've noticed that hasn't changed is that the passion and the drive to help our members get more from their investment in SAP. And that is there now. It's shown throughout our volunteer community and our board and through our team that we built in helping our members get more. And that passion and drive is something that has, you know, stayed the same throughout. Alongside, I would say, is our independence. You know, yes, we have a close collaboration with SAP, uh, but we will never, if you like, 
impinge on, on that independence and that fact that we are here for our members, for SAP customers. And I think when we look at it, you know, both SAP and the use group want the same thing overall anyway. Mm. Uh, but how we get there and, you know, how we attack that is probably a little bit different. Uh, but that they're the key things that I think underpin uh, the, the user group and, and what we do and, and what we offer uh, and you know that is what leads us forward into what we can bring to our members so if we look at what what has changed uh, the growth in in the user group itself uh, you know we've got I think in excess of seven and a half thousand individuals now registered under our uh, corporate memberships. So that community growth, we've got over 140 affiliate members that, that we work with covering, if you like, the length and breadth of SAP expertise in lots of different areas uh, that we can bring to our members. Uh, and we, you know, a, a few years ago, we started in offering uh, the Learning Hub to, to our members. Now, okay. SAP Learning Hub, obviously, SAP's uh, online uh, educational platform has, has allowed us to offer a huge discount for our members to to make that opportunity to them if you like available for them to avail their companies of, of that online learning and if we look at obviously what's happened this year with the pandemic and the amount and increase of remote working mm. uh, that makes that ever more important that our members can still access that learning and access that at an affordable price for them at a big discount, which hopefully allows them to uh, buy more and proliferate it more throughout their company and uh, give, give access to it to, to their staff and team. Absolutely. And um, and I, I guess it's the, 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 you talk about the sense of community around the SAP uh, ecosystem. I completely agree. That. I think there's lots of, um, you know, acquaintances we've all got that, you know, are in our network that have been around SAP and we've all worked in different organisations, you know, either client side or with partners. Um, but we are kind of one big family. I guess that's the motivation in part for, for creating this podcast. You talk about the, re the relationship with SAP. Obviously, you have to... Uh, reflect back to SAP um, some of the concerns and challenges from from your members uh, and I guess at times bear your teeth a bit with them um, and so how do you how do you balance that to you know in terms of you know being forceful with SAP and at the same time uh, keeping an even relationship because I guess it's akin to being in the diplomatic corps isn't it? <laughs> yes. at, at times in, indeed and you know when when we get together so we're, we're also part of uh the sap user group executive network sujin which is a if you like a network of 22 i believe it is now other user groups around the world and and when we get get in a room when we can next get in a room uh at waldorf and uh you know we sit around the table to talk to uh sap executives we i often liken it to it's almost like the the united nations of, of, of sap uh in one room mm. to talk to to sap in a global nature and you know it, it it's quite right and i mentioned earlier that i believe 
the user group and SAP wants the same thing. You know, we 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 we're both heading down the route of you know happy SAP customers. Mm-hmm. You know, happy customers buy more. So of course that's what SAP wants in any case, and they want that customer satisfaction, that customer success. And things are changing with SAP quite a lot now, and you know that drive forward in in drive towards that that gives us. I feel a shared goal. You know, I said, you know, we want our members to get the the most value from their investment in SAP, and SAP wants that uh, customer success, as, as they would call it. And we look at ways together on how we can deliver that. You know, of course, we will clash from time to time. Uh, SAP is a business, and of course, has shareholders to answer to, mm. uh, but. We will always side on on the side of the SAP customer, and hopefully SAP's drive and future focus will will see that. You know, we really like the messages that uh, are coming from SAP CEO uh, Christian Klein. Uh, we had a session with him uh, a couple of weeks ago, and other user groups as part of Sujan, and he is committed to the success of SAP customers and believes in and supports us as user groups and our independence. And, uh, you know, what comes from Christian is positivity in that way. And we really like what he is doing and, and where he's going. You know, perhaps you could look at uh, the recent earnings calls that, that have come from, from SAP where uh, Christian, you know, looked at the, the, the midterm forecast and kind of moved that to one side for a longer term forecast because of this work he's doing. Mm. And I think that is is, is a positive uh, for for their customers on, on a global basis. And we like to see that from the user group side for the SAP customers. Obviously, uh, the the analysts and the, uh, the 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 financial markets view things slightly different, but I think in the long term uh, it, it will be a positive. And I suppose the other thing we we must always remember, and you know this is re- reflecting in in business life in any case with any relationship, it's it's not personal. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yep. it, it's all about that same drive and you know it's a business relationship but we're all heading to the same goal hopefully now this year obviously has been an exceptional year for for all the wrong reasons but the, the sap user group annual conference is is pretty much the highlight in terms of the sap ecosystem it's in everyone's diaries. We, we, we expect it you know, at that point in the year, coming up to Christmas, normally in Birmingham. Um, how has COVID impacted the annual conference this year? And it must have been a pretty torrid time trying to second guess, A, what was going to happen, and then B, manage your way through that. Yeah, well, my Facebook memories coming back to haunt me over the past week or so now with, with constant uh, remembering mm. of uh, events of the past and, you know, really just underpinning the fact that, that we're not going to have it this year. Mm. Uh, but the fact that it actually brings a, a, a smile to, to my face and uh, hopefully countless others in, in remembering uh, events of the past uh, really then sets our 
stall, if you like, for delivering that success and and that happiness for the future as well. But yes, we we have been impacted, you know, reflecting back on on one of the earlier questions that you asked around, you know, what's changed? I think when we look at this year and the fact that we generally uh, deliver round about 60 face-to-face events a year, Mm. all of those events in March were, were curtailed until the end of the year. At that point, we, we still planned on delivering the conference, hoping that, you know, we, we could get through this by, by uh, th- this time, as the event was, was due to start at, at the end of this week. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, we took the decision in July that the conference could would not be able to take this place this year Mm. and you know it was a blow there's no getting away from that and when when we looked at the conference itself albeit you know what we've been doing with other events is okay how can we deliver the value and the knowledge to our members through the year in an online format uh, that we would generally do face to face. We were able to make some changes. Uh, we uh, looked at how we could maybe, you know, deliver uh, some of the smaller events face to face. We felt we couldn't replicate you guys who connect uh, the annual conference online, and we we didn't want to try and do so. We feel. One of the key aspects of the conference is the networking, is that face-to-face contact, that engagement and collaboration that we can bring together in a face-to-face environment. And I don't think you can replicate that online. Uh, Certainly not seen that that yet. And so we decided we would postpone it until next year. Uh, So we we discussed it with with all of our key suppliers, uh, venues, etc. And we we decided for that. But with everything else and, you know, what we did, we we created our digital uh, showcase, uh, which was a a group of 24 events that we put together between September and, and December. Uh, and, you know, the, the flexibility and drive within our team to create that and to deliver that has been exceptional. It's been incredible, really, to see our team really, uh, you know, go that extra mile to deliver that value in an online way to, to our members. They were able to shift very quickly. Uh, and work together to create that online offering and deliver it. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, cancelling over 30 face-to-face events. And, of course, when we look at that, you know, we're a not-for-profit organisation mm. and these have a huge impact on our revenue streams as well, Jaron. Uh, and, you know, we had to ensure that we had an offering for our members and our partners as well uh, to protect those streams and support our partners through this and, and bringing them and putting them in front of our members to talk about what's happening in the world of SAP and, you know, how members can can make the most of that even in that online environment. And we just closed our annual member survey. And one of the key things we, we were looking to understand is, OK, how has this impacted uh, 
what we've been delivering and really pleased that 31% of our members said that the value delivered by the user group this year has increased. And, you know, that may not seem a huge amount, but with only 4% saying it's decreased mm. when our offering is generally based around face-to-face -face events that we've not been able to really deliver this year, I, I think it is, is good news. And, you know, what it's also did is led us to look at, okay, what we're doing in 2021. Yep. You know, the, the, the news of the vaccines is 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 brilliant you mean mm, absolutely i can't wait to be able to get out there and hook somebody again <laughs> yeah no I know. And, and start seeing people in that face-to-face -face environment so it, it, it's great news for me and i'm sure it's great news for for other people but looking at the longer term hopefully you know we might be able to transition back to face-to-face -face events in the second half of, of 21 uh so we're looking at okay the plan is We'll look to deliver events remotely between uh, January and towards the end of 21, mm. but hopefully, you know, be able to transition to face-to-face -face again the second half. And, and that's my hope uh, that we're able to do that. But we've got a calendar that, that we're putting together now uh, that, that we'll be able to launch. We'll be launching, I think, uh, at next week's Digital Insights Symposium uh, that, that showed a, a number of online events in the first half of next year at least. Well, I think uh, you, you and uh, and all the listeners are, are absolutely with you in terms of just wanting to get back out there and and uh, and hug people and be with people. It, uh, it it was all very amusing to start with, um, you know, the, the lockdown in terms of you know uh, the kind of the I can say novelty is not the right word, but but that that kind of what is uh, is going on. But I think as it's grinded on and the second lockdown and various different countries having different approaches, but clearly you know I think everyone just wants to get out there and uh, and and reconnect with people and it's amazing you know what you can do and I think we've all been surprised at what we can do remotely but the one thing that's come out for me and and uh and a lot of my my peers is that um you can't replicate a room with a whiteboard and uh sticky post-it notes and I know it's a small thing but it's it's so big it's so big um so true yeah absolutely you wouldn't believe something so silly um now, one thing I wanted to chat to you about was just before we went into the COVID pandemic, back in in, um, in February, SAP announced plans to push the support of ECC6 out further for in a couple of years, 2027. Uh, and, and I'm just interested to see, you know, given that, and then the, the COVID uh, impact, what your view is on the, the S4 uh, market at the moment and, and, and what you're getting from your members. Yeah, there's been a couple of interesting aspects. Obviously, there were a number of projects uh, ongoing at that point, uh, and I understand a, a number of them switched to remote delivery. Mm -hmm. And I think one of our members, ASEAL, uh, they're speaking at our symposium next week about you know how how their delivery went and they switched to remote delivery, and it was quite successful. So it is a topic that you know I, I certainly want to investigate further. And, and we're looking to do uh, to bring to our members on that remote delivery of projects and how that can you know perhaps also be a, a positive mm. uh, a, as well 
for for companies. But yeah, I think you know when when we look at what what our members are saying, you know, a, a third uh, a, a delaying the the move to S four, uh, you know. Two thirds uh, were, were really positive about the maintenance deadline benefiting their organisation. So, so that's a, a real good thing and was, you know, quite welcome from SAP. The unfortunate thing is, you know, that that was announced. I think was was about February time, wasn't it? Yeah. And then, of course, we came into lockdown. Absolutely, in straight after. Yeah. April. Yeah. Absolutely. And then it, it's almost like customers will actually lose a year of that yeah. un, unless they're able to maintain going forward. And obviously, it's the not just the S four, but the wider business impact, which will impact the ability for, for organisations to to channel their investments into their, their move to S4. So, yeah, inevitably the, there are delays. Uh, we, we are seeing that more of our members are, are now on S4, as, as we would expect uh, year on year, mm-hmm. and more uh, saying that they're heading towards S4. Uh, you know, the, those numbers are increasing year on year, which is good and is positive uh around uh you know for sap and, and the move to s4 uh also what we're looking at the extended maintenance deadline you know i think almost three quarters of our members uh said that that gives them enough time now to move to mm. s4 so i suppose in a good way and in a bad way the extension give customers more time yes yep. Uh, the pandemic has in, impacted that and put a dent into that time, but still our members still feel in, in the majority that it gives them enough time. And I think when, when we look at the, the amount of customers moving and when, mm. uh, we're saying that, seeing that, you know, the majority will be going between two to four years or so two to five years perhaps moving uh, to s4 which then brings us on to uh kind of an issue that that we've been looking at and we, we're just about to release a, a white paper next week on sap skills mm. and perhaps the sap skills gap yeah. uh because if you think about that amount of sap customers that are potentially looking to move to s4 hana in what two to three years time yeah is there going to be enough resource and skills out there in the marketplace to help them do that uh, and that is something we've been looking at. Uh, we've got a stream at our Digital Insights Symposium next week talking about that. Uh, and again, as I mentioned, a white paper that we'll be releasing at that symposium to our members to look at how they can bridge that gap and some things they should be thinking about now to enable that transition to S4 in, in, in a smooth way. Yeah, I know. I know. And when I speak to to clients, that's often a, 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 a big topic raised by them, which is not just you know how, how do I move, but actually, you know, can I can I maintain that, and and how do I resource it? So really, really important, I'm sure. So I'm looking forward to to seeing that white paper. Um, something I briefly want to touch on as we're closing out, which is 
in the UK market, and I appreciate there'll be people listening to this across the world, but in the UK market, we've seen a couple of um, organisations recently acquired over the last sort of year, 18 months. Uh, originally, Agility Works, and then more recently, Keytree by Deloitte. Do you, I mean, what's your view on that? Um, do you think that's a good thing in the market or a bad thing? Well, I think it's probably an inevitable thing uh, because I, I, but I do believe that there's definitely a place for the smaller, more agile partners in the SAP community. You know, I think this has definitely stimulated innovation in the past, and there's definitely a place for that. So, what my hope is that you know, it isn't. A negative thing overall. What it will do is probably leave a space in the market, a gap for other organisations to step into. Mm. You know, we see lots of startups. You know, both Keytree and I think Agility Works created themselves a niche in the market and a loyal following mm. amongst a number of SAP customers. You know, and I hope that they don't lose their personal touch and personal relationship that they were able to develop with their customers by moving into a larger organization hopefully that won't be lost it's of course is a possibility you know we've got deloitte and, and sun young uh, huge organizations uh and obviously seeing the value of Keytree and, and agility works and, and what they can offer uh but then again as i mentioned there is a space in the market now for, you know, perhaps new startups and new organisations to, to slot into. And I suppose that is the evolution within the, the, the SAP world. We've seen it in the past with uh, diagonals of this world, etc. Uh, and and how, how that's, you know, evolved in the community. And then, if you like, fresh growth from, from other organizations have come uh, through through the cracks in the pavement, if you like, to, to, to bring uh, that offering and that, you know, personal and also innovative uh, element into the market. Competition is, is always good and, you know, it does drive organizations towards excellent excellence and continuous improvement so hopefully you know we will see more organizations come to the fore because of the gap that perhaps uh the these acquisitions have created yeah, absolutely. I, I know uh, personally I came back through a, an organisation called MAS back in the, the mid-90s and uh, and that was acquired by IBM. So it, it is interesting, as you say, how that uh, that, that ecosystem works and, and I'm absolutely sure that you know, we'll continue to see new and, and, and innovative partners joining the, the ecosystem as we go through. Craig, look, thank you. I really appreciate it. This is my first episode, so you've been uh, a, very generous with your time, and it's been really interesting speaking to you. And uh, I, I wish you and and the rest of the SAP user group um, the best of luck. Uh, I'm really looking forward to some of the special interest groups coming soon, and the white paper, and also getting to uh, hopefully, I'm guessing Birmingham next year. 
and, and and getting out and actually hugging a few people if that's allowed <laughs> <laughs> me me too Joan and and thank you uh you know it, it it's been great chatting to you uh I wish you the best of luck with with, with the podcast hopefully uh th- this works uh for, for you and uh the, the conversation was useful uh it is Birmingham indeed uh at the end of November beginning of December next year so yeah fingers crossed for that that we're able to get out there and and deliver another the successful event uh, in, in Birmingham for our, our members. Well, Craig, thank you very much indeed. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. Uh, and you, Joan. Take care. Thank you.